Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome back to On Deck. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Lloyd, how are you doing today, man? I I am you can't tell because I have color correction on because, <laughs> I, I, because of my weird light setup that I have. But I am I, I am pink. I am completely pink on most of my body. Uh, it was Canada Day. Um, July 1st is Canada Day. So I spent the last two days outside eating barbecue, sitting in the sun. It was supposed to be overcast and rainy for the last uh, couple days. It was not. It was beautiful summer days. I uh, went to the lake, uh, my buddy's cabin, spent some time there. There really is no beach anymore because we've had so much rain. Uh, the lake is so full that it's wiped out the whole beach area. Uh, so I didn't spend any time at the beach, but I spent so much time outside, so much time eating great barbecue, so much time doing all the stuff. Uh, that you're going to be doing probably tomorrow for Fourth of July, Bill. Absolutely, my uh, my my daughter and her boyfriend and uh, my grandson are, are coming up. My dad's coming over. My my mom's coming over. We're all going to hang out and eat way too much food, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, that that, that means today after the show, I got to do some cleaning uh, because we're going to have a bunch of people over. But uh, before we before we get started on the show, I do want to say a quick thank you to our members, uh, or our not well, yes, our members, but also the people who send in super chats like uh, or super thanks like ES and Anthony Talcott. Really do appreciate you guys supporting the show. We do uh, we do appreciate that, and of course our members and to uh, the the uh, let's see Nintendo seven ninety four and Trouble for sending us codes to share with all of you. If you're one of the very first people here watching the show. Uh, thank you for watching the show. And as a thank you, we have codes that will show up sometime during the show as a thank you. All right. Uh, Lloyd, before we yes, get sir. to what we've been playing, which is usually what we start, I wanted to pose a question to everybody who's watching this and to you and give us a quick little discussion jumping off point. When you play games on the deck, do you shut off the game before you shut off the deck or do you just simply hit the power button? I want to know what you do. And then everybody who's watching this over on the YouTube channel, leave a comment so that we can uh, talk about this. What do you do, Lloyd? Uh, First thing I do, if it's a game that allows it, is I save the game. So, uh, for example, Final Fantasy VII that I'm playing a lot. If I put my machine, if I have to put my my, uh, Steam Deck away, my machine away, I go to the menu, I go to save, I exit that menu, and then I just hit the power button. I, I rarely exit the game unless it's a game that doesn't do the cloud save thing properly and I want to play it on my PC, then I'm forced to go back to my Steam Deck, turn off the game, wait for the cloud save to upload, and then I can start it up on my PC. Mm. Granted, I've only run into that uh, once or twice, and it was very early in the Steam Deck's life. It looks like a lot of developers are switching over to kind of the new cloud save way of doing things. So it's uploading those um, kind of deltas of your save file instead of just waiting for the game to be closed. Really like that. 
Um, but yeah, um, long answer to a short question. I, I save my game and then I hit the power button. How about you? Well, for me, it, it, it again, depends on the game, which it's too bad that we have to have like, we have to use some brain space for this, the, that we have <laughs> to think about, okay, with this game, I'm going to do this. And with that game, I'm going to do that. So like with say um, Monster Hunter, I know that anytime that I've just shut off the Steam Deck and come back to it, it always tells me, hey, there's a communication issue um, because it, like it's an online-ish kind of game. And so with that one, I always shut it down uh, before I shut off the Steam Deck. But like with Ninja Turtles, I never did it, I did that. I would just pause the game and shut off the Steam Deck, kind of like I did with the Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm. So it depends on the game, but... I know that there's a lot of people out there that probably they, they want they just want to play it safe. And so sure. I'm guessing that they always shut it all the way down. And honestly, when I first got the Steam Deck, that's what I always did. I always shut the game all the way down before um before powering down the the Steam Deck. But now I treat it more like the Nintendo Switch with the exception of certain games. And the th- same thing happens on my Xbox because uh some games you can just put into what's what do they call that mode on the Xbox where you can have multiple games running at the same time? Um, yeah. What what do they call? I think it's just like a suspend mode. I don't know if it has a fancy yeah. name. Or it anything, does have a fancy you, name, but I can't remember what it is. But there's a lot of games where you, the suspend mode doesn't work. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it works, but then when you go to turn the game back on, it's like we lost connection to the servers and we have to start the right. game anyway, and that drives me crazy. So I end <laughs> up uh, closing those games. Uh, but anyway, I'm just curious what everybody does. So leave a comment ah. down below. And if you don't have a Steam Deck, uh, let us know when you expect to get one in the comments down below. You were just going to say something, Lloyd. Quick resume. Quick resume. Is Quick resume is what it's box. called. That's right. I was I was thinking because it pops up a little thing and I'm like, it says something. What does yeah. it say? <laughs> so, yeah. Quick resume is what it is. Yeah. Quick resume. Although for some games, it's long <laughs> resume because then you have to go yep. through the extra step like Halo Infinite. You have to go through the extra step of shutting it off and then turning it back on. So it actually takes longer. I wish that right. on the this is not an Xbox show, but I wish that on the Xbox you could say this game doesn't do quick resume. Don't do it. Uh, but I don't know if you can, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I care enough to find out. All right, let's move on to what we have been playing. Lloyd, start us off. What have you been playing uh, this week, my friend? Well, this is going to be uh, me uh, teaching Bill how to play baseball uh, by setting up the the t ball uh, stick and putting the ball on top. Because I'm going to say the word Monster Hunter Rise because technically. I have played Monster Hunter Rise. I've played about 30 minutes of Monster Runner High. Monster Hunter Rise, not Monster Runter Highs, which is what I said for some strange reason. <laughs> well, that's the wrong um, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, I played a, a bit on the PC um, because everyone's talking about it. And it's like, you know what? I was going to play Monster Hunter World. Everyone says, it's good, but... And there's too many buts coming up in these conversations. Uh, and, and the but is you need to play monster hunter rise because it is the best version of monster hunter. And for someone that wants to try to get into the franchise, I was like, you know what? Fine. Um, sunbreak or whatever the, the, the new one coming out, mm-hmm. it is sunbreak, uh, is out. So that means there's going to be so many people playing monster hunter rise again. So now is a good time to pick it up. So I did, I picked up monster hunter rise. I jumped in, did some of the tutorials, got horribly lost in the tutorials um there's at one point it says go to the um 
it's uh, what is it? The Adventurers uh, Hangout. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And I'm looking on my. I'm looking in the game. There's no map because at that part of the tutorial, there's no map, and I could not find it. Uh, going everywhere, walking past the 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 palicos making the the, the stupid uh, stuff with their hammers, and I'm just like, where the <laughs> hell am I going? It's literally a hole in the wall. I had to find a hole in the wall. Went into the hole in the wall. Continued on. Played through a bunch of it, um, the tutorial kind of tutorial hunt, and then I said, you know what? That is enough Monster Hunter Rise. I'm going to wait to jump into the game with Bill uh, because I know Bill's been playing Sunbreak. So how has Sunbreak been for you, Bill? Uh, so, boy, good news and bad news. Uh, first off, it, it well, a, a, and a, a comment about to the, tutor, the tutorial. The Monster Hunter team is pro- possibly some of the worst at making tutorials in the history of video games, they do not teach you how to play, and you're better off learning by going to YouTube or uh, playing with a friend. Uh, so, you know, you did the right thing there. Um, but then the the good news, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is like a whole other game. And they could have easily just said Monster Hunter Sunbreak and started you from scratch. But they didn't do that, and I, I'm grateful for that because, you know... As you as you play the game, you you invest all these hours into your character, and it would be it would be a shame to have to start from scratch on another character. So there's that. Uh, Sunbreak is fantastic, but bad news: it crashes on the Steam Deck, and it is really really frustrating because I played eighty hours of Monster Hunter Rise on the Steam Deck, um, and then. For it to suddenly start crashing with the DLC is so frustrating. It plays wonderfully on my PC, and I'm going to keep playing it because I love that game. But playing it on the Steam Deck is a no-go because what happens is I get into the game, and uh, I, I take a quest. I go, and as soon as I—and it doesn't happen every time. It's so fickle, uh, but as soon as I enter into combat, the whole game just freezes— and nothing moves. And that is incredibly frustrating uh, to have happened. So then I end up, uh, you know, I hit the Steam button. I close the game down. I open it back up. Same thing happens again. I go through everything, do it again. Doesn't happen for some reason. I have no idea. Like, I've tried the different protons. Uh, I've tried setting the resolution. No matter what I do, the game will sometimes... Uh, freeze and when when like you work tech support, Lloyd, you know that when something happens intermittently, it's incredibly difficult to diagnose. Um, right. I've reached out to Capcom about this. I've heard nothing back. Uh, I did do like a web search, and I've seen other people complaining about the same thing. So, if you're a huge Monster Hunter Rise fan and you have another place to play it, then pick it up because it's it's just fantastic. But if uh, if you are um, only able to play on your Steam Deck, then I would say don't pick the game up yet because you're going to enter into a whole bunch of frustration. Um, but overall, I love the game. <laughs> awesome. I, I was impressed because uh, it's it's a pretty beefy game. Like it it, it requires some horsepower um, when you get into some of the hunts and things like that. And just almost stock right out of the box. You can have it running at like eight eight. 0.5 watts on the steam deck mm-hmm. it, it's I, without doing too much monkeying i went in and i dropped the resolution and made sure fsr was on and did all the the kind of fun little tweaky things that i do 
and I was able to get it really low. Um, but it, even just going to normal, it, it goes between like eight, eight and a half watts to like 11 and a half watts, depending on what's happening on screen, which I was pretty impressed at um, knowing um, when the game first came out and people are like, oh, I have to upgrade my video card. It's not running properly um, to get Monster Hunter Rise running on their PC, even though it, it, it can support lower resolutions, of course. But they want like the biggest, best and, yeah. and best looking version of that game. Um, I was pretty impressed out of the box that it, it's not using as much power as um, some of the Unity games that are just like 2D Metroidvanias that are using like 16 watts because they're not um, they're, they're not they're not they're not using the power properly. Yeah, the RE engine, which is what this is built on, the Resident Evil engine, is really impressive. And um, it, it just occurs to me, you are able to play on the Steam Deck because you're playing the older stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. the, it's only the newer stuff that's not working. So um, yeah. you've got plenty of, you've got dozens of hours that you're going to be able to put into the game on the Steam Deck until you can't. Hopefully they'll get that that fixed sooner rather than later because I this is my favorite place to play is on the Steam Deck and right now I can't play it on the Steam Deck so I'm trapped here at this desk uh, if I want to play Monster Hunter but that's okay Uh, there's plenty of other games to play Uh, what else have you been playing Lloyd Uh, it's gonna sound like a broken record but I am uh, I'm neck deep in Final Fantasy 7 remake Um, I just completed chapter 14 I think there's 18 or 19 chapters. I did a quick Google search. How many chapters? And I think there's 18 or 19. So I'm getting near the end. But from what I understand, when you get near the end, there's the, the chapters aren't the same uh, same junk chunk of time between each of them. So I, I know that I, I'm maybe two hours uh, or not two hours. I'm 20 hours in. There's probably another 20 hours of gameplay before I'm satisfied with this game. I am absolutely loving this game. Playing it on the Steam Deck is it's a dream. Like it brings me back to the days of the PSP and playing crisis core final fantasy seven on my PSP and just being like, I'm playing final fantasy seven portably. This is amazing. Uh, fast forward 20 years and I'm doing the same thing except playing actual final fantasy seven or one third of it, um, on, on the steam deck, uh, loving it. Absolutely loving it. It is such a great game and I'm going to be playing this game until I complete it. And then I'm probably going to play it again on hard mode to get like all of the, um, the the enemies the enemy attacks that you can absorb with the uh, enemy enemy status materia or whatever it's called so you can you can um, absorb their attacks and use them um, there's a bunch of other things that you can get so I'm probably going to play this game multiple times over and over I am really really loving it and I'm at a part right now where Barrett is kind of the main character uh, through the game and mm. I love him in this game he he is so over the top and ridiculous and. It, I laugh out loud multiple times uh, playing through the game. So yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I, I know broken record, but man, that game is so damn good. I will say that I love that he's afraid of heights. Yes, it's good. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of Barrett is when you when you're just have him or if he's uh, the active person and you just hold down the button to do like your gun attack and you kill a bunch of enemies. And then at the end, he's like, and I'm like, yes, thank you, Barrett. You are the best. You're the best. I, I love Final Fantasy seven remakes so, so much. Well, speaking of Final Fantasy, I have been playing Final Fantasy 12. It's on part of the steam summer sale. So you like, you can pick it up for 25 bucks right now. Um, I had already played final fantasy 12. I never finished it, but I had been, I had played it before and it's a really, really good game. Uh, it's got a really strange, if you've never played 
Final Fantasy XII. Basically, what they did is they give you control of your your full party, and your full party. Uh, it, it's very much like if you're playing an MMO, but when you when you play an MMO, you're generally only controlling one person. So how do you deal with controlling everybody else? Well, they have what's called the Gambit system, and they they essentially directly lifted the Gambit system from Final Fantasy IV, uh, and it was how the enemy AI would do things, and then they just pasted it in and said, we're going to give you, the player, the ability to control how the party, how the rest of your party interacts with during combat uh, with this gambit system. So you have like this AI scripting that you can do. You go in and you're like, okay, um, attack whoever my party leader is attacking. Unless uh, somebody gets below 70% health, in which case throw a potion at them. If, uh, and so you have all of these rules that you, you can apply to your team and, uh, it, it's really, really cool. And part of the progress, you might be like, well, doesn't that like take away from the playing of the game? No, because at any time you can hit the A button and then say, oh, actually do this right now instead. Uh, so you basically you have like these rules that you set up and then you play the game. And, and then anytime you need to improvise, you can do that on the fly. And then as you play the game, you unlock new rules to add to the gambit system. So at first you won't have the ability to automatically target somebody who's been poisoned and hit them with, you know, whatever clears poison, like a cure, not cure. Well, I can't remember what it is, but hit them with something that clears that poison off. I think it's in Suna if I'm remembering correctly, which I'm probably not. Um, but later on you can unlock that new ability to target some, something based on that. And then you can set up different rules uh, as you play. So like if you're encountering an enemy who's weak against fire, you can then tell them to cast fire spells, but that's only after you've unlocked the ability to add that rule in. It's a really weird system. And I think it, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining it in a very good way, but it's incredibly unique and I love it. And you can, having not played it when it first came out, you can definitely see the progression of when Final Fantasy XI came out and then when they, which was an online game, and then they moved to Final Fantasy XII, you can see how they were thinking of taking this MMO combat and bringing it to a single-player game. And as somebody who's a fan of MMOs, I just absolutely love this game. Uh, Also, you have all these different classes, or not classes, jobs that you can assign to your different characters which I think is really cool. And then finally, the last thing I'll say before I let Lloyd jump in here is, um, boy, the story reminds me of Star Wars a little bit. Like the setting feels more like Star Wars than it does other Final Fantasy games. Anyway, uh, have you played Final Fantasy Twelve, Lloyd? I have. Um, I played it, I think, mostly on the Switch, if I remember correctly. I think I played through it almost all the way again recently, like, recently five within the last five years mm-hmm. uh because it came out on the switch and picked it up for like they were doing crazy sales uh for a lot of these final fantasy games back in the day i, I think i picked it up for 20 dollars on cartridge or something 
um something like that anyway uh i i love i love that game the gambit system i hated it at the start i'm like this is stupid uh, but then you get in and and you 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 set it up just like what you said where attack all these enemies that are resistant that are um weak weak to fire attack them with fire attack them with lightning attack them with with ice attack them with whatever and all of a sudden the game opens up that way it's like oh my god my my party is getting rid of the kind of fodder and then i'm i'm like focusing manually more on the main guy in this attack and it just it becomes a game within a game within a game i i really really loved it and I'll probably have to pick it up on on Steam at some point so I can replay it on my PC or on my Steam Deck because it is it is a really fun game and it doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, there, I, I think Final Fantasy twelve, um, because of the way the game starts and it takes you like seventeen hours to get into kind of <laughs> like the, the the start of the game. There was a lot of hate for it at launch. Um, so yeah, I I, I do want to replay it and uh, it's good to hear that it plays really well on Steam Deck. It does play really well, and I really like the fact that you can hit the the left bumper and f- like make the game go faster. Because this game was made, boy, um, Japanese uh, development or, or game games often I feel like they don't respect the player's time very right. much, and so they will be like, "Sure, we've got seven million hours in order to beat this game." But a lot of that is sometimes like just walking from place to place. And so you can make it go actually four times faster and just zip across the map real fast. It's so cool. Um, I will also say that another thing that I really, really like about it is the upgrade system. So basically you go into the, the your your character and then you have like almost like a, a, a chess board where you put your points in and, you know, unlocking this spot unlocks, gives you the ability to unlock the spots that are around it. And you kind of make your way across this chessboard, And, um, you know, then you have multi-classing coming in later. It's just every, every playthrough I feel like, or every different person's playthrough, they're going to have very, very different decisions that they made. And I always like it when, the, when player choice really matters in these kind of games. Uh, so, that that's probably the one that I've played the most this week since Monster Hunter um, Rise Sunbreak keeps crashing on the Steam Deck. What else have you been playing, Lloyd? Um, well, uh, just a couple things. Um, we talked a little bit about Project Warlock 2 last week. I just called it Project Warlock, but it's Project Warlock 2. It's the new version. Uh, I also own Project Warlock, but that's an older game. That's the one um, that I bought is... on your, like, because that's the one that you had mentioned. And so I bought that one, and that's the one that I've Oof. been playing. <laughs> that's the one that's like three bucks right now. So at least yeah. that didn't cost you too, too much money. Oh, that's which okay. Is good. That's good. But, but yeah, Project Warlock 2, um, that was the one that I was having issues where it was installing at zero bytes. And, um, personally i thought it was it was related to the fact that my sd card was uh, almost filled up which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit uh we can talk about how i fixed that in, in a little bit but um what i all i had to do to get it working and i literally figured it out right after we recorded i was just like well let's let's see if this works and like 5 minutes after we got off the call i did it and it worked and i'm like son of a gun um so all you basically have to do is if you install it and it shows up at zero bytes you go into the settings and you just choose a Proton version, and then that tells the game, oh, you don't want to use the Linux install. You don't want to use the oh. Linux repository. You want to use the PC one. So immediately it says it's it popped up saying updating, and the update was two gigs because that's the full the full game. Uh, so it downloaded the full game, immediately got into it, and had been playing through the game. 
It is so good. Um, I love this game so much. I I turned uh, the view bob down from 100% to like 10%, and now I don't feel like I'm going to vomit everywhere uh, from uh, motion sickness, which I'm susceptible to now, which sucks a lot, but I got to live with it. Um, I turned that down and played through it. The The controls are weird. Um, the defaults, um, I, I guess, template that it chooses for it you don't have enough movement uh, around. So you, if you want to like turn your right stick to, to move the camera, you're like going like a degree a second mm. as you're turning around. It's super slow. And even at a hundred percent, it is really slow. Um, so I've been messing around with trying to use um, your trackpad as, as a mouse and it's either way too, way too fast or way too slow as well. So I, I got to mess around with that a little bit more. I haven't enough. To, I haven't had that much time to do that mainly because Final Fantasy VII uh, has been sucking up all of my available free time. Um, but it works really well on Steam Deck. It's in early access right now, so I'm sure there's going to be a heck of a lot of updates to it. Um, but it's this really cool first-person shooter where it's set up like an old one, uh, but it plays like a more modern first-person shooter, like, um, say, Doom, uh, the, the newer Dooms or whatever, where it's super fast and bombastic. But... You're dropped into a world, and the world is a puzzle in itself. There's a bunch of doors that you have to open, so you know you need the the yellow key card and the blue key card. You don't know how to get them. <clears throat> There's a whole bunch of secrets, um, and you're basically going through the similar parts of the level over and over and over as you are kind of uncovering the different buttons and things that you have to hit, which then opens up the whole uh, the whole level, and then you can complete the level. And I, I haven't really played a first-person shooter like that in a very long time. Um, Project Warlock, the original one, was kind of trying to be a Hexen or a Heretic. Um, so if you played those old um, first-person shooters, they were Doom with RPG elements thrown on top of it. So mm -hmm. you're playing Doom, but you really weren't playing Doom. Um, the Project Warlock feels more Doomy with kind of the, the locales of a Hexen or a Heretic. This one plays very much like Doom, um, but with uh, kind of the retro styled um, retro styled looks of kind of like the old game, but with the, the super fast movement and everything is the new one. Um, the weapons are great. Uh, it has a really weird mechanic. You can't reload your weapon ever. Um, the only way to reload is to swap weapons. So, so you're, I'm constantly swapping weapons to reload whatever gun I want to use. Um, so much fun. I, I can't wait to play through some more of this one on my Steam Deck now that it's actually running on my Steam Deck. So when you say you can't reload ever, like um, in Doom, you never reload. Like nothing ever yep. runs out of ammo. Well, no, yep. that's that's not true. It does run out of ammo, and then you do have to swap weapons. But then you just have to pick up more ammo, and you can keep shooting, and you never actually yep. have to hit a button to reload. Does it work like that, or does swapping weapon automatically refresh your ammo yeah so that's what it does so your your guns will have x number of bullets in the clip um and if you keep using it till the clip is there it goes through reload animation oh, but if okay. you just go if you just go left bumper right bumper immediately if you only had like two shots left in your in your clip you'll have 30 shots again so oh, it immediately weird. does it so it's so it's a super fast way of reloading so it's kind of um it reminds me a little bit of um gears of war where you're doing your active reload where there's kind of mm. a there's mini kind game. of a yeah, like a little mini game. This is the, the mini game is left bumper, right bumper, but it's it's more um, keeping track of how many bullets you have in your clip, because if you go into a room and you're getting assaulted by a bunch of like the harpy 
girls and the, the, the zombie dudes, it's like, oh, no, I don't have enough bullets. I'm going to get destroyed. So right bumper, left bumper, you have all your your ammo back and you can just uh, mow them all down. So, yeah, Project Warlock 2 plays so well on the Steam Deck. Granted, with some control issues, hopefully those get sorted out uh, as time goes by. But I'm really enjoying it. I, I just wish I had more time to play it. Unfortunately, Final Fantasy VII is uh, bogarting all my time. Well, uh, I will say this. Um, check out Steam Input because, yes, you are adjusting the speed of the controls in the game. But you can also adjust the sensitivity mm. and the response yep. curve of the thumbstick in Steam Input. Which I've tried messing oh, okay. around with. And it does a really weird thing where I can I can set my right trackpad as a mouse and it's super slow. But as soon as I have my finger on the left stick, the mouse is super fast. So there must be some other some other kind of multiplication thing that's going on Mm. where you have your you have your finger on the left stick. It makes the sensitivity more on the on the right panel. And I'm not I'm not a steam input um, expert at all. I'm I I'm very scared of steam input. I, I see things like cord and and ring and i'm just like uh, i don't know what this is so i just get right <laughs> out of there um so there must be something that i'm missing and granted i haven't had enough time to really dig through it so there that that's kind of the the nice thing about steam input on the steam deck is if the if you what you want to do isn't there you can probably make it happen somehow using all the crazy um the crazy modifiers and things that you can do uh, for each of the buttons and things like that. So this is just me needing more time to get in there and, and, and mess around with it. But even with out of um, like when it's stock and you take your, your, uh, your controller um, camera input and you put it from 10% all the way to a hundred percent, it, it kind of works um, even without messing around with the steam input stuff. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm enjoying project warlock Two a lot on steam deck. That's awesome. Uh, I picked up, and I'm going to recommend everybody pick these up because it's $2.75 for this bundle. This bundle is called the Arcade Score Chaser Bundle. And it's a, just a bunch of extremely simple games. It, it, it's on sale for 20% off, right? Or 72% off right now. Uh, so usually this bundle is $10. For like these one, two, three, four, five, six, eight games, like they're already really cheap games and they're already on sale and they're on sale for even cheaper. Um, right. But I, I bought I bought this bundle mostly because of Ding Dong XL, which sounds stupid. Yes. Normally it's a 99 cent game. It's on sale for 50 cents right now. But I figured why not get the bundle? It's such a simple and awesome gameplay loop. You mm-hmm. control this object, and all you have to do, you have one button. You push A, and it, it sends that object across the screen to the other side, uh, vertically. There are objects that are moving left and right that you have to either avoid if they're bad things or hit if they're good things. And your job is to get across the screen as many times as you can to get the highest possible score. And it's incredibly fun. I did do a Steam input thing where if I hit the A button, it will just send it. But if I hold the A button, it will do the turbo. So it will send it as fast as possible. So if I see something coming and I'm like, I think I could bounce off and get across real quick. I just hold down the A button and it will send it as soon as it hits to the end. Um, This game is just awesome. And it's 50 cents. And 
it's n- never expensive. So if you don't want to get it right now, that's fine. It'll only ever be a dollar at most. Um, but get the whole bundle because you got all these super simple, addictive gameplay loop games. They take up almost no space on your Steam Deck. It will; These games will always be installed on my Steam Deck. And anytime I feel like just trying to go for a high score, I'm going <clears> to <throat> fire up one of these things because they're just so fun. I know that you played Ding Dong XL. Have you played any of the other games in the in the bundle? I have not. I, I didn't realize that this was um, a series of games. I played Ding Dong XL when it came to Switch, and it was kind of like a... I think it was like a dollar or, or less than five bucks. I think it was a dollar on Switch, actually. Uh, picked it up because, I mean, it's a dollar. Why not? And uh, spent many, many hours playing Ding Dong XL trying to get a high score. It is a really, really good game. It looks like they've added a lot to it since I've last played it. Um, so I, I, I want to get in and, uh, and and check that stuff out. Um, yeah, what a great deal for this um, really simple game bundle um, because they're all different, but they're all like crazy addictive and and high score chasing so for whatever it is like three dollars you can get a a bunch of games and uh, have some good times on your steam deck yeah there's another one that i had played uh that's in the bundle that i had never played before and that's called righty tidy uh and basically the way that works is you control like a little white orb which uh can only turn right like you only you have one button you can turn right with a 90 degree turn and you have objects moving across the screen and if they're a color object, then you have to avoid them. If it's a white object, then you have to pick it up and then drop it off in this little moving circle. Uh, so basically, you just keep moving around, uh, you know, clockwise. And you just, well, I'm going co- counterclockwise because my <laughs> camera's reversed. You keep moving around clockwise to avoid things and pick up the things that you're looking for. It's just these games are so simple and super cheap that I think every single person who has a Steam Deck should pick one of these up because they're so awesome. What else have you been playing, nice. Lloyd? Um, well, we talked a little bit about Saturn Deluxe last week. That's mm-hmm. the dual stick shooter that is very much like old Robotron or Berserk. Um, and we had issues where it was crashing constantly. I was able to fix the crashing. Um, I changed my Proton version to... Uh, from exper, I think I changed it to experimental. Uh, let me double check uh, to see what got it not crashing. I think it was experimental um, compatibility. Yeah, Proton experimental. Uh, the game doesn't ever crash, or at least it hasn't crashed for me, which is great. So I was like, oh, this game is part of a bundle. Let's check out Palm Ride, which was that really cool driving game. Uh, that still crashes at the end of a race. It, it just stops and mm-hmm. doesn't continue on. So I tried experimental seven uh six and some other versions and none of those proton versions allow palm ride to work unfortunately uh but the game that i really wanted to play was saturn deluxe and uh i've been able to play it and it is another kind of like high score chaser quick get in and out um you play for five minutes or you play for 30 seconds depending on how well you do um and the visuals are just so psychedelic and awesome it it just brings me back to kind of like the the early eighties in the arcade where every game kind of looked like this because everyone was trying to chase the, the Robotron hype. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really, really fun to get in there and, uh, and play this one on my steam deck. Yeah. I ended up picking up that bundle too, after we talked about it on last week's episode and I'm running into the same issues with, um, uh, palm ride as that you are. Um, but another game that's in that bundle is tech beat heart which is a top-down bullet hell shooter. Um, really cool game. You, you, you fly around as this little 
uh, spaceship, and as you shoot like these spiders, they drop um, like an orb. You pick up that orb, and it changes your weapon to something else. You have like fire and lasers and a bunch of other stuff that you can pick up between like the sword. And you just try and stay alive for as long as you can. It's, uh, again, one of those kind of games. This one just worked right out of the box. I didn't have to do any of the other Proton stuff. Um, I ran into the same issues that you did with the the Palm Ride game. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I played the Robotron one very much. Uh, I think that was crashing for me, and then I ended up playing something else. So I gotta, I'm going to have to switch Protons. Real quick, do you have proton ge installed or are you just using the vanilla protons that valve provides yeah i had proton ge installed um for the heroic launcher because there's a couple games that i was trying to get going and it needed proton ge um that's not showing up in the 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 game version of my steam deck so i can't Mm. select it um, so I'm not sure I, I probably did something wrong. I, I installed heroic launcher very early on, um, in the life of my steam deck and I know things have changed. So I probably need to uninstall that version of proton and install the, the better version of proton and make sure that it's visible on both sides, both the, uh, the desktop mode and the game mode or the steam, the steam version mode of, of the steam deck. So, um, that might actually fix a lot of my problems. Cause it seems like the, the GE version of proton is kind of like the, the best case scenario in 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 all areas um, when a game doesn't work try that one and it usually starts working um so yeah i need to take some time um today or this week and try to figure out a better way to install it um i think my issue was installing it through the heroic launcher which didn't actually um offer it up to any other things that are running on the steam deck yeah i i can't remember what it's called uh, but i use something called proton up i think and it, it, it's it go to desktop mode install this thing called proton up i think that's what it's called and then it will automatically download the proton ge and you can say i want this version of proton ge not this one and then they're available nice. and it also makes it easier for you to update when a new version of it comes out uh speaking of games that are not working i was really really disappointed this one is on sale for 10 bucks right now and that's blaster master 03 i love the Blaster Master games. They are fantastic games. This one does not run on deck no matter what I do. It launches. Now, it, it, to be fair, this game is uh, marked as um, yellow, playable. It's marked as playable. It's not marked as verified, but it's marked as playable. But when I play it, it doesn't work. So here's what happens. It doesn't load certain textures, so you can never see, like, text on screen. Like, when you are looking at, like, dialogue between characters or whatever, it just shows up an empty box and nothing nothing shows up. Um, and then when I get in the little, the little robot uh, tank thing that you drive around in, um, I, I go about, I don't know, 15 feet, and then the game just freezes, doesn't do anything. Uh, and I have annoying. no idea what to do. I've tried all the different protons uh, that you can. Well, I've I've tried a bunch of different ones. I don't know if I've tried them all, uh, but it just doesn't work. So uh, Blaster Master 03 does not work on Steam Deck for me, and that is really, really disappointing, even though it's marked as playable. Now, when you look at why it's marked as playable, it says it doesn't support the Steam Deck's native re- display resolution and may experience degraded performance. 
Okay, but you know it should load all of the textures, and I've tried uninstalling it and reinstalling it. That doesn't fix it either. I'm at a loss. If you guys, if anybody out there has Blaster Master Zero Three and knows how to get it working on Steam Deck, please let me know because um, this should not be marked as playable, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I love Blaster Master Zero. It it was such an amazing game when it first came out on the Nintendo Switch because it was. Like Blaster Master, what happened to that game? No one talked about that for years other than it being a cult classic. And next thing you know, you have this really amazing game come out of it. And the fact that they've done a couple other ones is is pretty awesome. Uh, while you were talking, I did a quick search in desktop mode, and it looks like Proton Up QT. Yeah, that's is it. The, is the name of the app. So um, I'll be. It's already installed. I just haven't been using it. So I'll be. Uh, I'll be doing that after the show to. Uh, try to get the, uh, the the right version of Proton installed so I can try some other things to get these games running better. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, last week, actually, before we go any further, I just want to let everybody know that uh, we I, I posted a video. As Lloyd and I are talking about this, it's uh, the third. I posted a video this morning of this doc. It's a review of the – I don't know how to get my camera to focus on it. The JSOX um, Steam Deck doc. Uh, make sure that you go to the YouTube channel and check out that review. It also, um, they also have a Steam Deck case that you can put on your Steam Deck. I'm not a case guy though, so I, I don't really use the case all that much. But the dock I have used. Um, Lloyd, you and I talked about this off off camera. Hmm. What, what, I, I feel like this is a this. By the way, this is a really good dock. I'm I'm a fan of this dock, but I don't think that Steam is quite steam deck is quite ready for the dock yet and you you kind of mentioned that to me as well what were your what, what are the things that you run into with the steam like with docking your steam deck yeah it's i've been trying to um because i have multiple capture cards i have multiple multiple um like USB-C capture devices like this thing for like the ipad or whatever um, or I guess this isn't a capture device. It's a converter from uh, from USB C to, um, HDMI. to HDMI. Yeah. So so I got a bunch of these little adapters and things. And the thing that is driving me absolutely crazy, <clears throat> and it's probably only an issue to content creators like us. Like I want to capture the resolution that is coming right to my Steam Deck screen when I'm capturing a video. I want to show how is this game running on my deck. Well, I want to show it off pixel perfect. 800p 720p whatever it is and for the life of me i can't get that working um using different elgato capture cards different hdmi adapters um i there's there doesn't seem to be any way to force my steam deck to output at 800p without connecting it first to an 800p screen which then i can't capture from because it's connected right to like an old 720p lcd panel so i really wish um that valve works on this and they will i mean that's kind of what they do they they're constantly improving um, the way the steam deck runs but there should be an advanced option that says okay when sending video through USB-C, i want my max resolution to be x and for most people um like people like bill that that pick up a dock and just want to put their dock beside their tv plug it in and then dock their steam deck to play games with like a bluetooth controller they won't care about that. Um, but for people like me, I, I want to be able to, I want to lock it down to 800p. I want to get the exact same video recorded. 
so that I can do fun things like have a have an overlay that is a Steam Deck and then have my video running underneath it. Um, because I, I found that when I play games at, say, um, 1080p or whatever the resolution is, that I can force the game itself to run at 800p and then it stretches up to the 1080p using FSR or whatever. But the game doesn't perform the same way as it does on my Steam Deck. There's a little bit of delay. There's a little bit of UI lag. There's a little bit of of things that aren't there mm-hmm. when I'm not connected to a capture card. And it just it drives me insane that there isn't a way to lock that in because it does seem like Valve has thought of everything else. Like there's ways to turn almost every feature on and off on the Steam Deck um, or or modified in a way that is better for you, the end user. But this whole external display thing is just it's driving me cuckoo. Yeah. So, you know, I you said that, you know, people who just hook it up to their TV and are not content creators are probably fine. I disagree with that because most TVs that people have. I'm going to say that I, I, I think that most people who have a TV at this point probably have a 4K TV. And you're going to run into that same issue where it's like trying to upscale or whatever. Now, you said there should be a way for me to set it so that I can adjust the resolution. And I'm just going to put me on screen for a second. And if I click on the little gear button, it brings up my uh, my menu here. And if I go down to Properties... And then right here under game resolution, right? I can set it to native. And if I pick, I'm going to say 12, uh, 1280 by 800, then there's a little check mark underneath that that sets the resolution for internal and external display. Why, why, why is that on a per game basis? Why, like that should be a setting that I can say, just like you said, go in, in the settings someplace, I want the maximum output to always be this because when I hook this up, now I have to do that on every single game. And when I start a game, man, this thing just chugs anytime that it is hooked up to an external display. And I'm always like, did I set it to the right thing? And then I'm not sure. And then I got to close the game down and then reopen the game. And if the game was already running when I dock it, then sometimes I run into an issue and sometimes I don't. It's... When you go, when you come from the Nintendo Switch, where you dock it and it just goes, and there's really nothing for you to really think about, that's a really good experience. This yeah. is a fantastic portable experience. And while my review of this dock says that this dock is fantastic, the docking experience of the Steam Deck, I think, leaves a bit to be desired, unless... Right. You are docking it with the specifics specifically in mind to use it as a PC where like you dock it, it goes into desktop mode and like you're going around and browsing the Internet or something. That's a great experience like that works perfectly fine. Um, I don't have the need for that, but I feel like Valve has more work to do when it comes to what the software is doing when you are docking this thing. And I almost wonder I mean, I'm I, obviously the chip shortage is, is an issue, but I almost wonder if that's the reason that they're not shipping their official dock yet is because they want to make sure that all of this stuff works out. And like recently in the patch notes, I think I remember seeing something about capture cards and something. Maybe that was in the, the beta patch notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fixed multi-channel. Here, let me put this on screen. 
the we'll talk about this in a second, but like in in the three point three beta patch notes, multi channel audio for external displays, fixed audio on some capture cards, like so. I I wonder if this is an issue where they are like, you know what, our software is not ready, so let's not ship that hardware because all it's going to do is cause people headaches. What do you Could think, that? Yeah, I I think that they're they're doing kind of the slow the slow rollout of specific features. They have the the features that every user is using. They obviously want to make that working at a hundred percent without any issues. Uh, but the other ones, they're they're going to slow roll them out because they 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 need time in the oven, I guess. Um, my understanding, the feature that you showed off, where you can set the resolution, uh, what it does is it sets the maximum resolution that the game can um, can choose. Um, and when I've, when I've done that, when I've set it to like 800 P it's still outputting through the video, the USB C at higher than 800 P, but the game itself will only run at 800 P. So that's when it does the stretch up to 1080 P through FSR. And you can tell that by when you turn on the, um, the stats and you put it to like level five and you can see all the, the various things that are going on. Um, you can see that FSR is enabled, which it shouldn't be enabled if I'm running at 800 P because my screen is 800 P. But it's saying, okay, I'm I'm outputting at 1080p. I'm going to have the maximum resolution at 800p, and then I'm going to stretch it up. And that's when you run into the chugging issues, which is so annoying because you want to show off how well this game is running. Um, but if you're capturing 1080p FSR uh, up from 800p, it it doesn't look that great. And there there might be some some hardware issues as to why it's not possible. Um, maybe 800p isn't a resolution that a lot of TVs will naturally accept. Um, because I, I remember back in the day of of uh, 1080p being new, some consoles would only output it at uh, 720i or 720p, and some TVs wouldn't display the the 720i signal. And then the same thing happened with 4K when you had a 1080pi. Some some consoles wouldn't display on all TVs, and because of the the weird video resolution uh, stuff that's happening, so. Maybe there's a hardware issue, and I'm not a hardware guy um, from from that side of things. Like I don't mess around with with uh, changing uh, your um, what is it the HDMI uh, connection uh, protocol. You can actually get a a, a little device you sit um, somewhere in the chain, and it will force whatever uh, HDMI resolution is being asked or or because your your device will query and then it will receive a response it just sends yep maximum can do is 720p um and it does that for both sides so there's all these other like crazy workarounds but it'd be really nice if i could just do it like on my actual steam deck and have it display and capture the proper way if anybody is able to capture at 800p uh with, with using basic hardware or software that you have access to and and you're saying you're an idiot lloyd you don't you're not doing it right please let me know below because uh this is my my biggest rough edge on my steam deck right now that i want to try to solve is being able to capture it properly so that when we're doing a show like this i could just replace my face with my my screen or when i'm when i'm streaming a video i could i could do that without uh, without having that slowdown, because if if that's happening, I might as well just run it on my PC and then and then shrink the video down to 800p that way. Um, so yeah, that that would be a really nice thing for Valve to correct in the near future. Absolutely. Uh, last last week we said, boy, it's been a while since they've done patch notes, and then <laughs> they did like four patch notes this week. I'm obviously not gonna. A lot of them were bug fixes. So yeah, what's up? I'll, I'll just I'm going to remind you after this one i want to talk about the shader cache stuff before we get into the newsy news okay 
so there, there's a lot of uh, patch note stuff. I'm not going to talk about all of it. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me. Uh, so let me bring this up. Added missing deck buttons for gyro enable and button cord options. Just really quick, I wanted to let people know what does that mean. Uh, as far as gyro enable, I've always seen that. I'm not sure what they mean by that. But for button cord options, you can... So when you play a guitar, you can play a note, which is one... You know, you, you pluck one string. But if you pluck multiple strings, that's called a chord. When you are designing a steam input method on your steam deck you can make it so that certain actions will only happen when you use two buttons together that's called a corded press so when i push x and y at the same time give this input when i push x give this input when i push y give this input so that's three inputs for two buttons uh and it looks like they added a few more th- uh, deck buttons uh, as far as corded presses, which is always good when they can add more stuff to Steam input. So I think that that's awesome. Uh, then they also said that these features also require you to be running Steam OS beta. You can opt into this using the update channel, which we've talked about before. And then we have Steam OS 3.3. Again, lots of like, um, uh, you, you know, new keyboards and stuff for different countries, which is awesome. And lots of, uh, bug fixes. Uh, they did bring back the, uh, what was that thing where we talked about it last time where, you know, you couldn't adjust the brightness of the screen automatically. They brought that back. So it looks like that that is fixed and they fixed some external display stuff, which again, makes me think that that's the reason why we don't have an official steam deck dock yet, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Feel free to disagree with me in the comments if for no other reason than for the uh, algorithm. Anything here, jump out, or do you want to uh, talk? Uh, jump into your uh, comment about the thing that you wanted oh, uh, to say. Shader cache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, thank yeah. You. Um, the, the one thing that I really like is adding add in the built-in controller driver that takes effect when Steam isn't running in desktop mode. Because um, I've had some issues in desktop mode where, for some reason, Steam stops responding. And then I can't do anything like there's like no button presses do anything. Um, so to have a built in fallback driver is really nice. I don't know if that would solve it in that instance, um, but it, having having steam have to be active for you to use the controls for the most part has always been kind of weird because you start desktop mode and then your controls work and then they don't for a period of time and then they start working again as steam drops out and then loads it back in. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to see that they're doing that. And again, it to me, as we talked about last episode or the episode before, it is really weird having an OS beta and a Steam uh, Steam client beta and having requirements of one beta for the other and all this other stuff. <laughs> support Support's going to be hell for their support team. Uh, thank you for doing all this for us, though, and yeah. making, it, uh, making it work better. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about your uh, shader cache thing because I know that you uh, you wanted yeah. to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so this has been uh, some uh, people have been talking about doing this since the Steam Deck first launched. And for me, I bought a 64 gig Steam Deck. I should have bought the 256. I wasn't sure if I really wanted one, so I was just like, I'm just going to get the cheap one, assuming that I could upgrade down the road. Obviously, not the case. Yada yada yada. Uh, fast forward to today, um, I. 
constantly, if I install a game, I get a low space notification because I have no more space on my internal drive. I have less than a gigabyte or I had less than a gigabyte available on my internal drive because when you install a game, it, um, it installs to your SD card, but it downloads uh, the comp the compact data, which is like all the stuff that allows it to run um, on like the Windows emulation thing or the Windows um, um, translation thing. All those little stubs and little bits of code get downloaded and they can be up to like a gigabyte for some games of of stuff that allows the game to run. And then there's also the shader cache, which downloads uh, little bits of data, um, little compiled versions of your shaders um, automatically for your games. Those two folders, uh, the compat data and the shader cache, can, for me, were taking up 30 gigabytes on my internal drive, which which was very small to begin with. Um, so to get to fix that, all I did was make a folder on my SD card called shader cache or caches or whatever I called it. I took the two folders that are in home uh, slash home slash deck slash dot steam slash steam slash steam apps. You don't have to remember that there's uh, that we can Bill can put a link to this in on, on YouTube or, or we can talk about where I found it, which was on Reddit. Um, there's two specific folders in that area, compact data and shader cache. I drag both of those to my SD card using desktop mode. It said, what do you want to do? Do you want to copy or move? I said move. So what it did is it took all that 30 plus gigabytes of data and it moved it from my internal memory to the SD card. And then all you do is once that move has happened, you take those folders and you drag them back to their original location. But instead of selecting copy or move, you choose link, which creates a, a, a sim link, which is something that uh, Linux uses where you can make a, a, a fake version of a thing that acts like the real version, but it actually is just a pointer to where it really exists. So Steam OS is writing to the internal shader cache folder, but it really is located on my SD card. So there is limitations there. People say that, oh, your games could be slower. I've never run into any issue. No one that I know that has done this has run into any issue. But if you ever take out your SD card and put another SD card in, nothing that you have installed on your Steam Deck will work because uh. your shader cache folder is now on your SD card. So this is definitely... Uh, temporary fix until Valve implements something more permanent. But this works for me. Now I get no more pop-ups. Uh, I have no other issues because I've run into issues where uh, games that are running and then they run out of storage and they go into kind of like a panic mode where things like kind of freak out and then the game crashes and then it won't boot again. And that was always my internal memory was zero bytes and I had to go delete stuff. Uh, now that means I can install different versions of Proton because I don't run out of space anymore for Proton, which is installed installed on my internal drive. It's made things so much nicer, but I really wish there was a, an official way to do it so that if I ever remove my SD card, um, even if I have a game installed on my internal um, drive of my Steam Deck without that SD card, that game won't run because it's looking on the SD card for places or so, for, for files. Uh, I don't. Okay, I have an idea. And I don't know if this would work or I, I wonder, I, I'm just curious about a scenario. Let's say that you have two SD cards, one for first person shooters, one for RPGs. Mm -hmm. If you swap them, is that going to work be, with what you've done or is, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I haven't played around with it, but what my understanding is, um, is steam, looks for this folder and it expects 
data for every game that you have installed in the Steam client in this folder. And if it can't find one of the games because you you it's it's a first person shooter, um, but you have your your uh, RPG SD card in. Uh, if you try to start that game, it's going to cause some issues. But your RPG should still work, I believe. Okay. Uh, but if but if you have something installed to your internal drive, you have to then have those files on both SD cards, and that becomes kind of like a nightmare of file oh, management. Oh yeah, like that. So hopefully, in the near future, Steam will <laughs> fix it. My my two complaints with Steam Deck is shader cache not being able to be uh, officially moved to the SD card or stored somewhere else. Um, compat data and shader cache um, not being movable and also the output stuff uh, 800p lockdown only does that resolution those two things being fixed would make the steam deck just like the perfect device all the rough edges for me personally would be completely gone so hopefully valve's working on that but this is a nice workaround for the for the interim until uh, an official solution comes for this all right let's move on to the news and oh man this is Q2 is done. If you're a Q2 person, you've got your Steam Deck by now. Q3 is shipping, and this is really, really good news. They are increasing, like, they are more than doubling the amount they they are shipping, excuse me, every single week. Now, how are they suddenly able to do this? This is going to cause some controversy, I think, and boy, I don't... I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, first off, it doesn't affect me. I already have my Steam Deck. It doesn't affect Lloyd. He already has his Steam Deck. So maybe we're not the people to talk about this because we're unaffected. But here's the thing. In order to make more Steam Decks, they need to get the parts from different suppliers. And some of those suppliers will be giving you um, uh, NVMe drives that have four lanes And some of those part suppliers will have NVMe drives with only two lanes. And Valve has said that outside of extreme cases, you shouldn't notice any difference. Now, I have absolutely zero reason not to trust Valve on this. If they say that that's true, then that's probably true because they don't want to open themselves up to a lawsuit uh, by saying something that's not true. But... I can completely understand how somebody who ordered their Steam Deck a year ago expecting to get X and then getting Y would be disappointed. Now, I'm sure that, you know, they they posted this and anybody who's already paid for theirs, like the full price, they're probably going to be getting the four lane thing. This is probably going to be moving forward where you might get the two lane thing. And Lloyd, how do you feel about this idea that the that the SSD could could be different for different people? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have enough data to really comment on what the real world implications are. But for Valve to come out and say this won't really affect people because it, it's the 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 X two version is as fast as you need to load and save. Um, games um, similar to the internal um, the the standard internal drive that other people would have Um, so if they have an x4 or whatever or your sd card so if you're already running an sd card and loading games from it that's going to be slower than the x2 so you're you're not going to have any slowdown compared to what you're already used to Um, i want to take valve's word 
um, at, at face value uh, because they've done the tests and they've been completely honest to us um, right from the start. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's any um, any they're not trying to be dirty here uh, by doing it. They're just facing realities. They're having issues getting a component. So they're using this other component, which we've seen with fans. They've used yep. multiple types of fans. They've used, um, uh, I think there was one other device or one other component that was different between steam decks, but maybe I'm, I'm remembering incorrectly, but I know for sure the fans and in this, it's probably not going to make any difference, but you know, there's going to be the people that get their steam deck recent or in, in the next um, week or month or whatever. And they're like, Oh, I got the crappy internal drive. Well, I'm going to complain to valve or I'm going to, I'm going to contact. I fix it to, to get the, the right one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's a hard thing to comment on for me personally. I load everything from SD card already. So having a, a slower internal drive wouldn't affect me because it's still faster than what my SD card would be, even if it was a 512 internal drive. Uh, but you know, this is gonna, this is gonna, I, I don't know, chafe some of the people out there that do get the other component. Um, but you're pretty much going to have to like open it up to see which one you have. Yeah. So if you're already doing that, well then just put a better one in. If, if you've already ripped your, your device apart to look at what's in inside of it. Yeah. There's a quote here. Uh, they say SSD performance is currently gated by factors not related to PCIe bandwidth. Uh, this is from Lawrence Yang in extremely uncommon cases, differences in read write speed caps, uh, may minimally impact file transfer speed, but OS performance, loading times, and game performance, the game responsiveness are identical between the X2 and X4 drives. So essentially what he's saying is, listen, we're not using the four lanes. We're not using them because the device doesn't, it doesn't have the the capacity to really utilize all this. It's like, it's like if you have a PC and... Um, you know, you've got, uh, I'm going to be extreme here. You've got like a, a Pentium two chip going out and buying, uh, you know, the, the latest 3080 graphics card isn't going to do Jack for your computer because you're bottlenecked somewhere else. Uh, and basically they're saying we're bottlenecked somewhere else. So changing this is not going to affect anything except for maybe just moving a file from one place to another, not when you're actually playing the games. And that's what this device is for. If you ask me, it's yeah. for playing games. So I, I totally get it, but I also understand how somebody would say, well, it's easy for you to say, Bill, you've got the fast one. I, and I, I totally see that as a valid argument, but at least they're telling you, I, I think that this kind of thing happens a lot more often than we think it does where, you know, you buy an Xbox or a PlayStation or a switch and they've found a new way to make the device and nobody blinks twice because it's a console, not a PC. So right. that's just something to keep in mind. Anything 100%. else to, to, to add on to there? Yeah, I, I think of this the same way as say if you bought a car, say me and you bought the same car um, from from the, the store and your car, your speedometer, the, the graphics on your speedometer go up to 300 miles an hour. And for me... <laughs> For me, my my graphics on my speedometer go up to 180 kilometers an hour, which is like 120 miles an hour or whatever the, the conversion sure. is. Our cars go the exact same. It just looks like yours can go faster, but it really will never get up to that speed. And that's <laughs> kind of what that's kind of what this is, right? It, it's you're never going to get full usage out of the X4, maybe in the future, but it seems like there's other limiting factors. So it could be the bandwidth going to and from um, the, the SOC. Um, they say that um, 
their their PCIe bandwidth isn't the limiting, but there's other buses on the device that is um, using and accessing that data. So maybe it's the 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 pipes into the SOC. Maybe they can only go so fast. So even if you could if you could push more data at it, they're just going to say, "Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down, big guy. We we got We got to go slow here. We we got to do this right." Um, if you're not going to see the the performance difference, it doesn't matter. There are going to be people that are going to complain, and that's just the the reality of things. And it it does suck for those people that are really really angry when something isn't a hundred percent perfect on their new device. I get that. Uh, I'm just complaining at my 64 gig one, which isn't <laughs> perfect yet. So I I understand the complaining thing, but uh, hopefully this won't be a big issue for many people. You, you reminded me real quick of Spinal Tap. Uh, you know, that going up to eleven. <laughs> Goes to eleven. Yeah. Goes exactly. to eleven. It, well, it more isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, so, speaking of things that don't go to 11, uh, the the Steam Summer Sale is going to be over on the 7th. So this, this episode is probably going to come out on the 5th. Uh, so as you watch this, it, the Steam Summer Sale will have two more days. I want to know what games have you guys been picking up? Let us know in the comments. I want to know what are the best deals out there. I got a lot of stuff on the Steam Summer Sale, and I did not spend very much money, and I'm super happy about it. So... Let us know. Uh, th- this this episode was very heavy on talking about different games and stuff because we had so many new games to talk about because of the Steam Summer Sale. But anything that you want to add before we get out of here, Lloyd? I don't think so. Bill, you have a fantastic 4th of July. Hopefully there's a lot of uh, shooty bang-bang explosions in the sky and barbecue <laughs> stuff on your grill uh, because uh, I had that for the last couple of days and it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I could do without the shooty bang bang stuff. That actually started yesterday. My wife and I were oh. watching, we're sitting here watching uh, Stranger Things and it was like bang, bang, bang. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, people are people are crazy. Uh, but that's it for <laughs> today's episode of On Deck. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you guys next time. Stay awesome, everybody. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.